and <laughs> welcome to a festive talk nerdy to me. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know you were going to do that. Oh, God, I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> I'm Jay. And I'm Hagrid. And we're going to talk about holiday specials, because there's been a big one, a major one, which obviously we'll talk about. Yeah. And then we saw that and it made us think about other holiday specials. <laughs> um and if you can hear any tapping in the background, it is Diesel, the dog, who's come to say hello on the holiday special. Say hello, Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to get right into it. First of all, though, don't forget to go to www.talknerdy.uk. Don't forget to email us at talknerdyuk at gmail.com. And please, because it's Christmas, give us a review now or a share or a like or rate us five stars. You can do it on Apple Music or Spotify. Rate us five stars. It really helps the podcast, which would be a great Christmas present for us. We don't have a Patreon. We don't charge you anything. It's the one thing we ask you to do, so go do it now. Right, without further ado, let's just talk about holiday specials. And the main one we're going to talk about is... <laughs> so we got slightly sidetracked there. We've tried to start this podcast like three or four times. Each time Diesel the dog has done something... Slightly distracting. I only say slightly because right then he really took it to another limit and just right then I'd Hagrid and just peed in front of him. <laughs> he just went balls to the wall. Do you know what? Balls this to is... the floor. Yeah, ball. He's only got the one. So. Oh, has he? <laughs> yeah, he just, um, little man just pissed right in front of him. <laughs> That's what he thinks of this podcast. Talk nerdy to me. Talk diesel to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, unfortunately, he will not be with us for the remainder of this podcast. <laughs> he has been evicted. Yeah. He is out of here. Um, so, we were going to, yeah, talk about uh, holiday specials. Hagrid, have you got your phone on you? Cause I have, really indeed. Good. So, the full list of the ones that we're going to talk about are the... Um, the main one, I think, to talk about, to get the ball rolling. And I think you were eager to talk about it because you tried to in rehearsal. <laughs> it's Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy special. holiday special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, written and directed by James Gunn. Everyone comes back sans Gamora, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't. I was. All right. I was shocked that it was 45 minutes long. Yeah. To be honest, I thought it was going to be like one of the Groot's. Oh, like did you? I, you thought, I thought it was, was going to be a five-minute thing, yeah. No, I thought it was going to be longer. I thought it was, like, going to be the... Like, the way it was kind of shown in the phases, like, and then we're going to have this movie. You thought and it was, this movie. Yeah, it was going to be Guardians 2.5 sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, kind of. A bit of, like, I get 45 minutes was perfectly fine, but I was shocked that that's all it was. Yeah. Um, it was hmm. one of them where there were parts in it where I went, how... There were... I felt both ends of the spectrum while watching it. I was like, how are they going to fit a whole you know, decent thing into 45 minutes. And then once the ball got rolling, I was like, oh my God, they've only got 30 minutes left to fit in what's a pretty big story that they're building. But I think they did it pretty well. I, I thought it was, it was enjoyable. It was fun. It's great. If, I bet if you've got a kid who likes Garden of the Galaxy, oh, Marvel, yeah, it's, they will it's, love this. It's defo you. It's a, it's a uh, not as in you, as in mm. like grade you, PG, yeah. that sort of thing. It's for everyone. And you can watch this with your kids. Other than, um, what's his name, does swear in it. Um, Drax. No, does Drax swear? I think he does actually. I think Drax says a shit, and I think. Um, oh, James Gunn's brother. Um, no, it was. Uh, what? Oh my god, why can't I remember a name? I don't know who Karen are. Gillan, please. Oh, um, um, Nebula. Nebula. Nebula yeah, says yeah. like says something like. Oh yeah, actors are pieces of shit. She, oh yeah, maybe not all actors are pieces of shit, which was very on the nose. I yeah. have to say, <laughs> like the amount of times that they were like actors are disgusting human <laughs> beings. I, I did think that a little bit of that I was like 
that aimed at Chris, Chris Pine? Yeah, I, 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 Chris Pratt, you mean? Uh, Chris, Chris Pratt, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. It might be aimed at Chris Pine as well. Um, but no, yeah, it was maybe a little bit aimed at him, possibly, or what or, people or, think of yeah, him. yeah, in defence of him, because he's had some shit ever since Endgame. Yeah, he's had a lot of crap. He's gone from being... Like, everyone's favourite guy to, oh my god, we're sick of him, we don't want him anymore. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, there's a, it was a very weird, bumpy ride from Infinity War to the Mario movie, wasn't it? <laughs> With Chris Pratt. He divorced his wife, met Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter, had a baby with her. Implied that his previous child was not as good as his now new child. And did he also, because they have a disability. And did he also imply... Well, it was... I read a post which kind of implied like... that. Yeah, no. Thank you was, to my new wife for giving me a healthy, healthy baby. baby. That was it. And, and, oh. I think it was almost an, a, a dig at his old wife going, my old wife couldn't give me a healthy baby. And, and yeah, it was like, oh, bit eugenics-y there, Chris. It's... Um, it's, a, it's just a perfectly fine post to put, but I don't think it's a perfectly fine post to put if you've got both a new, an old wife and an old, an older baby that's not healthy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, it's awful. And then, obviously, they were part of a church that has been linked with homophobia. They've said that they obviously aren't homophobic and that the church isn't, but they accept money from people who are homophobic. So, <laughs> you know, eh, um, why are they giving the money in the first place? But so it's been a, a rocky road for Chris Pratt, but this holiday special... I do, I do feel like they went, fuck, we've got another Guardians film coming out and nobody liked Love and Thunder. Yeah. We need to get people to like Quill again. And it did a pretty good job of that. <laughs> yeah, I thought, it did, I thought it did a really good job of reminding reminding you why they are one of the best teams and of and films, franchises within Marvel. Like yeah. I walked away from that going, I want to watch one and two now. Yeah, to be honest, I'm pretty itching to watch the first one again. Not um, two? You're not a fan of two? I like two. I there are just parts of it I don't like. I think we've talked about this before. I don't I, I don't like the giant Pac-Man. Oh yeah, you don't. Um, yeah. That did my head in. And um it was just one conflict too many, I think, in two. But that's that's a different story. But I, I really liked this. It was to the point, funny, referenced the previous two, mm-hmm. built on the universe, mm-hmm. which is all that I can ask for. Um there were parts that were a bit but the pro- meh. meh, but maybe meh because they're not aimed at you because it's more aimed at kids. Exactly. I yeah. kept saying to Eve when we were watching it, like when kids would find this bit fucking hilarious. Yeah. And do you know what? It it felt like it was not too on the nose, but it was like ticking off boxes of what a holiday special needs to be. Yeah. You know, it's got an original Christmas number, it's got a surprise celebrity appearance. Oh dude, the soundtrack it's, was sick, by yeah, the way. Exactly. It's even got an animated portion. Yeah, so it did. It, it was things like that where I was like, Oh, okay, I'm seeing the the threads of a Christmas special that have been woven through they haven't been crammed in like and that's how Quill gets his guns that was a cool yeah, thing. Yeah I loved that. I and, liked that. And little tidbits that we got like they they bought nowhere and mm. um Mantis is his so sister Mantis is, is his sister. He's, they figured it out. Um you know I really liked that sort of stuff. I liked <laughs> Mantis's acting uh Pom Clementine oh, pretend um, to pronounce her name. But I, I thought she was really good. She she had the two voice thing yeah. done really well. And it was like, Could you give me the thing? Drax, stop it! It was proper making me laugh. It was good. They did it a couple too many times, but it it was really funny. Um Drax putting on the invisibility filter made me laugh as well. Oh yeah, just like, I just saw you do it! <laughs> I liked seeing him punching that robot in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just going to town. And then just making pure money. Um, um, actually, my favourite line in the whole thing like that had me was when they return 
Um, oh my God, what's the name of the dude from the, all the EE adverts? Oh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin Bacon, they're like, you will feel, you will go back to normal and feel how you actually feel. And he's panicking. And he's like, and Rocket comes up and goes, Kevin Bacon. Nobody's going to attack you. No, no one, <laughs> calm down. No one's going to hurt He says, no one's going to hurt you. And he goes, is that a raccoon? I'll kill you! <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, it's hard. I, I was crying at that. Oh, I love uh, New Group as well. New Group, um, I don't know, you know, New Group looked like someone dressed as Groot at Comic-Con. I get that, and I am a little bit like, like why group. isn't Groot growing into what Groot looked like before? Because we've already seen adult well, he Groot. he might do. This is just his teenage years. Well, so he's going to shrink mash. He's going to shrink Well, that's what happens as you get older. Oh, oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hope so. I really hope so. I think the implication was always that Groot in the first one was very old. Yeah, I kind of got that feel, yeah. He was very um, old already. But either way, I, 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 I quite liked... Oh, so now you're saying it was a bad idea? <laughs> I just watched you wheel him out in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone really played to the strengths. There was, the script was good. There was some bits that were just not quite for me, but I, that's what I mean. They weren't for me. Whereas I yeah. like to think that in years' time, if I have a kid, and I've got the kid on to watching Marvel films, they will get hype for that. Yeah, yeah, that would be a funny thing that I would put on every Christmas. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I do feel a little bit like it's it's got a Phase Four stank over it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. I know it's, it's technically Phase Five, isn't it? No, that's... Mm, I okay. thought Fate of Wakanda was, Forever and... the final one. Oh, no, do specials count in the phases? I don't What know. was the last special? There was, a la- there was another special, wasn't there? The this Werewolves year. one, but that's not um, MCU really, is it? It is MCU. It, it is, but it's but not... It, um, yeah, so, yeah, so I don't think it counts. I think it's there, but it's, it doesn't count. Um, so, I, I don't know, but it, it is... A, it is very like, yeah... I can watch it now, but if Marvel was in a very completely different place, like it will be in like 10 years, yeah, yeah. coming back, it might feel a bit, oh, this this feels like this period, which it, is fine. It, it, it just might not be as, um, the things that are special about it might not be as special in 10 years' time. It's not got a rewatch value. You know what, actually, it does, it did introduce, which I was made up for, I say introduce, he's been in one before but were it cemented Cosmo Cosmo yes I was made up we had Cosmo speaking and interacting I, was, I wish the Russian accent was thicker well the Russian accent ebbed in and out and it's because they've made it so his voice box is on the fritz because there was even a point where he said something and Eve went that didn't have a Russian accent at all yeah and it was like a kid speaking and I went oh god are they not going to keep them? yeah I thought they'd made Cosmo um, female. I thought they'd made yeah. Her I female think Cosmo well. is female. Yeah. I think they've made Cosmo female, and then in the because in the books Cosmo is a he, and, he's, and in the game Cosmo is a he, and he's heavily Russian. Yeah, like was, that's what I was expecting. The Cosmo from the Guardians of the Galaxy PlayStation game, but it was it's more they made it a she, and then the voice flits in and out of depending on the tra- on the translator how yeah. well it works. Um, but yeah, no, that was a nice thing. I. I Cosmo was it being part of it that was cool as fuck. I know, and communicating with Rocket as well. You've got these two inanimate beings, completely CGI, probably having a conversation that made me feel things. It's like, oh, Marvel are bad at CGI. <laughs> it's like, know, look yeah. at Rocket Raccoon, he looks amazing. He's amazing, yeah. So, no, that that was a really good. Oh, they can't make a train flying through the air look realistic because a train flying through the air isn't realistic. Yeah, your brain is immediately <laughs> going, this is not real. Um. 
up next, uh, we're going to move now into some other holiday specials that made us... Yeah, we just wanted to talk about, basically, so... These are the ones that stick with me that I want to watch every year. Yeah, because when you first suggested... Because you suggested this, I feel. I did. And when you first said it, I was like, yes, that's a great idea. But then I started thinking about it. I go, actually, as an adult, I can't remember holiday specials that I would want to to talk about or remember, like, without going to, like, the Muppets. And I mean, like, the old Muppet episodes and stuff like that. That's fair. I started to struggle. And then, once I sat down really thought about it there was a few and one that did come to mind and i had just watched was bob's burgers so they've obviously they do a few they've got a few for the years but this one was called oh god i've got it was called uh christmas in the car christmas in the car season four episode eight and the whole synopsis of this is bob and the family are going to pick up a christmas tree and on the way there and back they seem to piss off a guy in a giant candy cane lorry who then seems to harass them at various points on the already problematic way home. And, yeah, that seemed to be... That's the story. Yeah. I thought, going into it, because I've just been watching Bob's Burgers, like, oh, Christmas special. This one had me howling. This, this, I've watched other Christmas specials they've done since, and it's nowhere, on the, nothing on that. So, well... <clears throat> I need to start off with a disclaimer. I've never watched Bob's Burgers. Okay. I'm actually shocked um, at that because I would have thought it would have been up your street. Well, uh, one of my favourite TV shows is Archer, which obviously if you... Um, yeah, Johnny, same actor. He's the same actor who plays uh, Bob and Archer and they've even done crossovers in Archer where Archer wakes up running a burger joint. Oh, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite funny, actually. I, need to get, I stopped um, watching Archer about season... Just when they dropped ISIS. That's... Fair, but there are some really good episodes after that. There are, no, I just dropped um, it. I just didn't mean to. I, I love Archer. It's fucking brilliant. But mm. <clears throat> So I've, I've never really watched Bob's Burgers. I've watched one or two episodes when they've been on, um, but I've never sat down and watched them. I think this was a bad episode to start with. Oh, Because right. I think it's very Bob's Burgers-y. Like you need no, to know the characters. I don't think there's a way in, because every character was pissing me off except Bob. <laughs> like... I get, I get. It's funny, and I assume with all, with when you know these characters, it's it's classic. Mm. But I was just watching it, and I was like, "They're not. This family is not giving this fella a chance." Yeah. And I get that's the point. <laughs> that of the is show. the point of them. But like, because I hadn't built up to that and known that that's the point of the show, I was like, "Oh my god, this fucking like his wife was killing me." And there was a bit where he's talking to a cop, and he's like, "This guy's harassing us on the road. Are you going to do anything?" And the police officer's like, "What the fuck am I going to do about it?" And Bob gets a little bit annoyed and accidentally knocks a tray out of a waitress's hand. Yeah. The cop's like, did you just hit that woman? And instead of defending him, his wife goes, why did you hit that woman, Bob? <laughs> I nearly threw my remote at the TV. <laughs> However, the next episode, I quite liked of Bob's Burgers, so I think it might. if I watch it Keep and them. come back to that, I think I will probably enjoy it because I did laugh quite a lot. And I've noticed, uh, is it... Gene, yeah, the 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 person who voices Gene voices one of my favorite characters in Archer. Right, and you and I knew his voice. My favorite quote of all time in Archer is like he's trying to give pay somebody with a ten thousand dollar note, and he's like, "What do you do with a ten thousand dollar note?" And the, the guy who plays Gene says, "What does one do with a twenty dollar note? Buy a single orange." <laughs> <laughs> and it's so dumb, but it, oh my god, it's my favorite quote of all time. Um, so I was enjoying that and going, "Oh, I know that voice. Oh, I know this. I'm going to enjoy this." But every character pissed me off royally. 
<laughs> but Gene has my favourite quote in that. Where the, the bit where they're actually in the car, pulled up, hiding. He's like, be quiet. We can't like make the sounds. Yeah, in the trees. Be quiet. No more. And Gene goes, I just want to say, out of the whole family, I have the best legs. <laughs> They're smooth and soft. Yeah, and like Gene, shut up. And then, he, and then he's like, "Are we admitting stuff?" No, no, we're not. It was me. I was the one who farted. <laughs> oh shit! Himself. Oh shit! In the toilet. Because they've all been yeah. blaming Bob. Yeah, all the way through. And then he's just, "Oh, honey, I'm so proud of you. It was so big. It was just like your father's." Yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, "I still see it when I close my eyes." Yes, <laughs> I was creased watching that, and they haven't managed to make that with another Christmas I, special. I did quite enjoy. The, the premise of why they're having to get a Christmas tree because his wife has bought a Christmas tree the Too day after Halloween yeah. and it's died. So they've got another one the day after um, Thanksgiving and it's died and they've <laughs> got to get another one on Christmas Eve and there's no Christmas trees anywhere so they've got to drive miles. I really liked that. I was like, I'm going to really like this. And then the family just pissed me off so fucking much. <laughs> You'll learn to love them. Oh, learn... In the next episode, I think it was, um, what was the, what's the youngest daughter with the, with the oh, years? Oh, God, hold on. I can hear him saying the names. Lynn, Jean. Uh, Abigail? No, no, no. Fucking hell. I can never remember their anyway, names. She's she's being forced to have a sleepover and she's sending them home one by one <laughs> by just like convincing them, like the one that's a germaphobe telling them that their mum's got some weird fucking like hand disease. <laughs> but then there's one kid who's pissed the bed and won't leave until they find the sheets they've pissed. Yeah. And there's like this cat and mouse game between I was dying laughing at that in fairness, so. No, yeah. So... Yeah, if you've not watched Bob's Burgers, don't go. Maybe don't go straight into this one cold because you got to warm up to them clearly. Yeah. But if you're a Bob's Burgers fan, you will understand that that is, to me, that is one of the a great modern holiday special. I know Bibby likes Bob's Burgers. So I'd be interested to know what Bibby thinks of that episode. Yeah, Bibby, email the show. Tell us what you think. Um, <laughs> or you know, just message in our group chat. Yeah. So that was that was my put forward of like a good holiday special. What would you like to put? Forward? Uh, you you did put another one forward. You also said Futurama. I said a few. Uh, you did, but Futurama is probably the closest to that. Closest to that with it being animated. Yeah, Futurama um, was. We're talking the OG first one. I think it's called Xmas Day. Yeah, because he keeps calling it Christmas, and it's and, not called that anymore. Yeah, because um, uh, what I liked about Futurama was they went quite. I think the the writers had like science degrees and stuff like oh that. it's the same as the simpsons all the writers went to harvard and they all met because they were all doing maths and physics and computing at harvard mm. and then they all joined the comedy writing newspaper and that's how most of them met so they all know they know their stuff so they knew there's lots of hidden maths jokes in the simpsons and futurama more, more so in futurama, futurama because it's more accessible with it being sci-fi but there's so many in the simpsons that are just little hidden things they um, do like the mathematics of a donut will just be on the blackboard behind them while they're talking and stuff like that and like how topographically and how you can measure the volume of it and stuff it, that's I didn't cool. know that oh yeah I've got a book I'll lend you on the mathematics of the Simpsons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well in this one I went to say that yeah they ch- they realised that language would change so they call it Xmas yeah I think this is where they drop that you don't say ask anymore in Futurama you say axe oh yeah yeah At, well, yeah. which was a, that was sort of a, uh, a thing in the 90s wasn't it yeah like, well it's still a thing a bit now oh if I you, know but it you was... watch some American shows like it's so annoying and he can go axe axe him and I'm like a- axe him a question yeah <laughs> like, oh, yeah I don't like that um, but I like the whole the whole premise of 
Santa bad. Yes. <laughs> Santa very bad. You will you will die if Santa comes. You do not want Santa, and it's all because corporations try to make a Santa a Santa, and yeah. it went hor- horribly wrong. Elves exist, and they're miserable. So, yeah. <laughs> and then they um and they just have to stay away. Don't go out. And, and Fry just won't have it because he's not. He's he wants to enjoy Christmas. And he's thick. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. just absolutely thick, and he so, doesn't believe them. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my... I, I love, sorry, very quickly, that obviously they, they border up the whole house. Yeah. So they make sure that there's... And the chimney. Well, that was what I was going to say. It's like that even the chimney for the fireplace just goes... <laughs> so you can't get down. Yeah. I love that. Um, I like when they do eventually, Santa does appear. The one that like, he goes like, I'm going to kill you all. I think he's voiced by John Goodman as well. I, I want to say my, I, my brain. That would be amazing. I will double check. My brain wants to say it's John, Good, uh, John Goodman. Um, I can hear him booming and bellowing. Uh, I will have a look on IMDb right now. Uh, it's it's in season one, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, in uh, season one. Do, do, do. I don't think it is in season one. Maybe it's in season two. It might be. But um, and it, whilst you're looking out, my favourite bit is when he's threatening to kill everyone. However, not Zoyberg. He's been very good this year. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's so far. Oh, fucking Zoyberg. Get, he gets a pogo stick. It is John Goodman. It is, yeah. Yes, I recommend it. Is. Yeah. Uh, it's called Xmas Story. It's uh, season two, episode eight. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've been very good this year. Yeah. Have a pogo stick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't do his voice, but it's like, hooray! <laughs> and then whenever you can, like, he's threatening them all in the background, he's just on his pogo stick, <laughs> made up and happy. I love whenever they bring Santa back. So obviously, we're talking about this one. But the, I think it's the second time where they go to the North Pole, which mm-hmm. is on Jupiter or something, or is it on Neptune? Yes, um, they have to go to Neptune. Yeah. I think their plan is to kill him. And Bender has to become Santa. Yeah. And it kills me because there's obviously Santa, but then there's Kwanzaa Bot that's flying <laughs> around everywhere. Oh, yes, Kwanzaa Bot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so Futurama. Oh, no. It, yeah, just I remember that being like one from my more teenage years of laughing my head off, and it's just so stupid. And the whole the whole premise was the same. The message is, oh, as long as we have each other, because they think they're all going to die. And then I think Zoidberg slips on his pogo stick, yeah. and it knocks Santa into yeah. something that makes him blow up and fly out the chimney or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the whole premise about Santa will kill you, he has machine guns, mm. it's just, it's clever, it's very, especially for its time, if that was season two, that was only, like, 2001, uh, 2002. Uh, 2000? 2000, there you go. So, year 2000, I don't really think anyone would come up with a, not to say there hadn't been a bad Santa, because bad Santa the film had come out, but, yeah, TV-friendly evil Santa for what's essentially a prime time, maybe kids' family show, Yeah. I love the. I, I think it might be in the in the second one that they do as well, but where he's uh, making list is like naughty, extra naughty, yeah. <laughs> and then it, like someone like wipes their nose and like I saw that. <laughs> I mean, is it? It it's he's reading something and it like completely. Is it? He's a hypocrite because it like goes. Um, you saw you saw this person drop a five and did nothing about it. Naughty. You saw this person drop five dollars and then picked it up and gave it back to them. Extra noise. No, yes, <laughs> so, he took it away from the next person who could have got it. Or something like that. He's just finding so reasons to, to, to kill people. It's brilliant. But yeah, that was a good one. Uh, moving on. Uh, 
still animated, uh, the Rick and Morty one. Yeah, right. Remind me, because I haven't watched this since... When did it come out last year? It's, it's, no, no, it's the first episode. It's first season oh, is of it Rick and Morty. Wait, hold on. You're um, definitely going to have to remind it's, me of It's one, one of the first episodes ever. Um, the, I'm not sure... The, the A plot is Rick has built a theme park inside a homeless man. Oh, yeah. Who is dressed as Santa That's at it. Christmas. And yeah. he gets blown... In order to get... Morty and the rest of the team out, they have to blow the Santa up to relative size because yeah. they've been shrunk down to get inside him. So there's a giant Santa over the, the US. I basically. really don't re- look that's I don't look at that as being the Christmas special. But the the B plot is is about Christmas because Jerry finds out that his parents are in an open marriage now and they bring his <laughs> wife's new boyfriend, Jerome, <laughs> to Christmas. And it kills me because there's a scene where it's like so do you all sleep together? No. Jerome sleeps with your wife, and I watch from the closet, usually dressed as Superman. Yes. <laughs> and and the, all the way through, his wife, Jerry's wife, is just trying to be like, just be, just support him, just, just love just, your parents. They're nice. It's like just if this much what makes them happy. <laughs> That's because beforehand, Jerry spent the entire episode be like, no phones. We're having a nice traditional. That's Christmas. it. He, yeah, he like sets himself up. No, your dad's a cook. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, I forgot all about that. Yeah, because in my is if when they go in the giant, the homeless man is that because there's a he's made a fairground ride. He, he's made a theme park inside him that's, with oh, so a white blood cell who's voiced by John Oliver. John Oliver, yeah, <laughs> which really actually works. And it's I think it has my favorite bit where doesn't like Morty like is it like nearly get laid? Yeah, he's so close. He's so close to getting laid. Doesn't she say? Doesn't she says and like, oh, I just want you right inside him. And he's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he, um, at the beginning, he's like, you know, he said I'm 12, but I'm actually 13. He's like, cool. It's like, you know, because I'm actually 13, I'm not 12. Yeah, cool. And she walks away. <laughs> and you just hear Rick in the intercom go, ooh, swinging a miss, Morty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that is a good episode. I need to go back and watch that. But yeah, you're right. The B plot is it, it's, it's, it does it's focus pretty, on the Christmas and, and the then family. obviously Santa explodes over the Britain. It starts snowing rain. But it starts snowing. Uh, sorry, flesh. sorry, it starts snowing blood. Sorry, yeah. and the, it's all blood coming on the windows. And Jerry's like, "It's okay. I've seen it on the news. They said everything's fine." <laughs> <laughs> Those early Rick and Morty episodes, I get. I get, I get it's an annoying criticism for Rick and Morty to have to deal with, but they are, there's something very special about them. I know. And a lot funnier than the current ones. I still laugh my ass off at the new ones. It's funny because in season one, all I wanted was law and plot and canon, and now I don't. Yeah, I, I never I'm wanted like, law and plot want, and canon. I, the only thing I care about is I, I want to know about the Patch Morty, but other than that, I don't really care. I get slightly annoyed. When I think on this season, it's definitely been a thing where they can reference something. I've gone, I don't, I can't remember who that is because it's not important. Yeah, it's not important to the plot of the show at all. It's not like I'm forgetting a character because I'm thick. This isn't the point of the show. Yeah, which I'm sorry if Dan Harmon is listening. I'm just to say to say that that isn't the point of the show. You know the point of the show. Granted, it's your show, but as as someone watching it, that isn't why many people watch it. We're watching it like. Episodic. Like, I thought it'd be one of them shows where you could do this now, but just put on that Santa episode. Yeah. Just like Bob's Burgers, put on that episode. 
going forward with Rick and Morty, you won't be able to do that. No. And it's a little bit annoying. You kind of lost the point of it a little bit. It's yeah. like X-Files, you can put any episode of X-Files season one and two on, but when you get to like season nine of X-Files, you can't just put any episode oh, season, on. Season two you struggle with, because that's when they uh, got rid of, um, they tried to get rid of uh, Scully. Well, yeah, well, she got cancer. Scully's cancer becomes a thing uh, because no, she got in, abducted. No, but in real life, they tried to get rid They were like, this show's taken off. People like Mulder. Let's make it the Mulder show. So we're trying to slowly write her off. Yeah, apparently. And every, every kicked off. Yeah, apparently. Every kicked off. But then, and then they did exact opposite in well, uh, season seven when I, they killed Mulder off. I, well, I can't really go spoilers, but I've, I've, I've not got up to there yet. But thanks, Oh, bro. right, okay. Well, he, they don't kill him off. He gets abducted and then he comes back. Well, I knew he would come back. I have seen the movies. Yeah, he's in movies in season two. Anyway, Rick and Morty, the Christmas episode. It, I know it's not really a Christmas episode um, because it doesn't really adhere to the Christmas holiday traditions that we talked about earlier. Do you any of them have so far, nearly? Well, the next one that I want to talk about... Mm-hmm does very well and it's a nice link because it is also written by dan Harmon, and it also has john oliver in it which is the community claymation christmas special now this is when you put this on i was thinking oh fuck because i don't like this This, what this is my bob's burgers episode oh no there's something too dark about it it's too dark the fact that arbed is going through this and he sees everything in claymation, and he's, he's essentially having an episode. It's it's too dark for me. I remember thinking like, okay, we're going into this has been this is like him re, pre Rick and Morty messing about with how dark can I make this comedy? In my opinion, true, but I never thought of it as dark to be honest, because all the way through it's being lifted with jokes. There are darker points in. In community, and for, yeah, but as a um, but as a Christmas special, I was like, this is too dark. Like, because at the end, on the like, they're like just begging him to like just like face reality, gotta snap out of it. Um, yeah, yes and no, because by by the end of it, everyone's trying to help him, but in the wrong way, and then his friends realise that he has to help him himself. But they do they do fix him by the end. Oh of yeah, it. no that, um, but it just kind but, of. It, 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 I remember just it was very dark see I never thought of it as dark to be honest I love it because it's very it's claymation which is obviously a nod to the old like little but, drummer boy by the way sorry to interrupt you but to those who haven't watched it what's the premise of it the premise of, of the episode is it just starts off cold open hmm. in claymation which it isn't a claymation which it program. isn't a claymation program. it's normally live action um as it leads into the show, Abed, who is kind of the meta character, who the joke is Abed might know that it's a TV show, yeah. but he doesn't. It does he know it's a TV show, or, or is, does he think he's in a he TV show? And it's just a coincidence. Autistic yeah. and struggling with things. Um, either way, you know, he's based on a real person as well. There is a, a called Abed that Dan Harmon went to college with. All right. Every single person in community is based off a real person. I can believe that, other um, than Arbed, but okay. But yeah, Arbed's a real person, and they make an appearance in an episode of Community. Anyway, um, the, it's in Claymation. They, they're sitting around the table, and Arbed makes the point, so why are we all in Claymation? And obviously the rest of them go, we're not in Claymation. What are you talking about? And he reveals that ever since he woke up that morning, he's been seeing everything in Claymation, like a holiday Christmas special, like the little drummer boy, or like the um, Santa's coming over for Christmas. Uh, it's like the red-nosed reindeer. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing that yeah, we don't, isn't really a thing in Britain, but in America is quite big and is yeah. played every year. Um, 
Then there's an original song where Abed sings like a variation on the um, on the uh, theme tune, but in, with Christmas lyrics. And then he gets tasered by security because it turns out he's climbing all over cars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then it's about the group just trying to get him into therapy. The therapist is played by John Oliver, who's this the is where it gets dark for me. It's, it's... because he's a dick throughout the episode. Yeah, but it's like they're trying to get him into therapy. I was like, this is this they're, is that's where it went. They're dark. not. Britta is. Britta is trying to get him into therapy. Yeah, but Jeff doesn't give a fuck. Troy is just there for... Troy and Annie are just there for whatever's best. Shirley just thinks he's weird, so doesn't care. Yeah. And Pierce is lonely at Christmas, so he'll just go along with the ride. Mm. Um, but I thought it, it, it's really good only because it, it takes all these little holiday special things that are very common and very you know established it does them in a very new way which is what community is very famous for it has lots of jokes the reason by the way at the end spoiler alert that he's having this episode is because he finds out that for the first time his mom is spending christmas with her new family she's not coming to see him for christmas she said you're a grown man now i've got a new family and then it even rounds that off with remember to wipe your ass in polish um (laughs) It literally says, the end of her note says, wash your duper, which is ass in Polish. <laughs> right, well, I don't know. Um, and he's half Polish, half Arabic is the point. Um, but yeah, so it, I thought it was a really good episode. I've never really thought of it as dark, but now that I'm explaining it, it is quite fucking dark. Yeah, it? it is fucking dark. Yeah. <laughs> but then Abed has weirder episodes. There's one where they're stuck in the dreamatorium and Abed and uh, Annie tries to make him feel empathy and she just rewires his brain. And then there's a the one where he wants to make the perfect film and he kind of makes himself to be Jesus. Uh, that's not that dark. That's hilarious. No, it's it's not because that uh, Shirley wants him to make a film about God. And he's like, well, to me, God of filmmakers, so I'm going to make it as if God was a f- filmmaker and Jesus is his camera. And, and but no, to me, it's dark because he just fails so bad. Yeah, because he gets to the end and he's like, my film's shit. And he prays to God for it to go to crap and Shirley overhears him and destroys his film. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful fucking... Um, Show is a beautiful plot. Okay, I'll let, but yeah, I'll let you. I, I say I'll let you have the. There are book. other ones where that that are dark, like um, where Abed is hiring uh, celebrity impersonators to reenact movies in real life, and he, like the guy who is doing it threatens to break his legs if he doesn't pay up. Oh yeah. So the whole group come together to pay off his debt, and then Abed just keeps doing it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and him, him and Troy have to have a horrible heart-to-heart where Troy's like, sometimes you have to trust me that you don't know best. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really dark, and it starts off a horrible trajectory. So, yeah, the Christmas episode isn't that fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> the episode is bad, just dark. Right, Diesel has returned, but I'm hoping he has no piss. The Return of the King. Um... <laughs> What else do we have after that? We have um, next on the list. I thought would be a good one to talk about because it's kind of we've talked about a lot of America. Oh, actually, do you want to go? We've got one more American one. We've got one British one, which is the kind of British Christmas tradition. Okay. Um, do you want to keep with the American, or do you want to go over to? Let the me see one. Let me see too. Hold on. So, oh, I see. Um, tell you what, go with the American one because we've just gone from one sitcom to another sitcom. All right, okay, that and makes sense. We're talking about dark, and I re- this is a fucking dark episode. I watched this today, um, but it's it's dark. But I was laughing much more than the Community one because it's so abs- it's absurdly dark. Oh yeah, well the the Community one it has 
wholesome moments through it where you are meant to feel like, ah, this is the Christmas special and makes you feel warm. Whereas... The Always Sunny episode, yeah. which is what we're talking about, by the way. The Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Always Sunny Christmas. Which is season six, episode... Yeah, episode 12 and 13. It's a double yeah. episode. But if you watch it on Netflix, there is no 12 and 13. Because just... an episode was removed from the season. Well, I was just going to say, they just play it as one episode. And there's an episode removed it's because the... um, uh, Mac and Dennis black up in the uh, episode. <laughs> um, anyway, but no, it, the plot of the uh, holiday special, if you haven't seen it, or if you have seen it and you just want a bit of a recap, um, Danny DeVito's character, Frank, has been destroying Dennis and Dee's Christmas their entire lives by buying whatever they want for Christmas. But for, for himself. himself. For himself and never for them. Um, and all the while, Mac and Charlie are trying to regain their childhood Christmas spirit by celebrating Christmas in the way that their parents did. And they find out through the episode that their parents were fucking monsters. Yeah, on Christmas, basically. I, that's what I mean. That was every. It's it's a very classic. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, where everyone is. is scum. Yes, exactly. It's it's a per, there's no straight man in the episode. No, everyone well, is there's, there is. And then there's a swerve at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, exactly. But he's not. So, um, yeah, all the way through, you think that there's this, um, his old business partner has found God, and they want to, first, he's only, he's only brought in by them to act as a ghost to scare him, uh, to, squ- uh, to scare Danny DeVito. And being the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, when he quickly <laughs> threatens to kill the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> they have to go, okay, he's not, he's not dead, Frank, but Jesus Christ, just what? I love that Danny DeVito, Frank's character's, like greeted with a ghost, and the first thing he thinks is better shoot it like they're corporeal. <laughs> well, <laughs> the first, the first thing he does when he greets it with a fire was smash his window. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. He doesn't even climb up. <laughs> doesn't even just smashes the window with a chair. Um, but no, so the the reveal. Uh, is there's a few that, reveals that. Well, the reveal of, of this plot. There's no. I don't think this easily has an A plot and a B plot. I, know, yeah. I think these are both very strong A plots. Yeah, because they, they converge they eventually. Um, so I'm going to refer to Dennis and Dee as the A plot. Their sort of twist at the end is Danny DeVito decides that he is actually going to be good at Christmas, but the business partner who's been religious the whole time decides, fuck it, now nah, I'm having your presents and robs them. Yeah, like this has been one big play. I'm going to take him. That's been the plan all along. Gets a gun out and robs him. Mac finds out that throughout his entire childhood, uh, instead of his parents buying him Christmas presents on Christmas morning, they would just take him to a stranger's house and rob that house. Yeah, and the way they fooled him was they just told you that someone's at your house robbing your presents now. <laughs> As it's a tradition, you just go to each other's houses. My favourite little like uh, nod to that later on is when Mac just like, he returns something that he stole to a kid. Yeah. And it's like, do you know what? I thanked him as well. I thanked him for the robot and he had no idea what I was on about and I stole it off him. They, he's like, so you stole this robot off me 20 years ago and now you've come back to return it. And like, ooh. ooh. We, we never said we were returning it. <laughs> no, we're, we're going to keep the robot. Which <laughs> is just, it's so scumbag. And Charlie finds out that every single Christmas present he received as a kid was payment for sex with his mum. Yeah. <laughs> his mum was a prostitute. Yeah. And, and everyone came dressed as Santa. Uh, I'm saying that with parentheses, parentheses? No. Quotation marks. Yeah. Um, but then when it shows the flashbacks, they weren't dressed as Santa. No. Some of them are just normal men, maybe with a Santa hat on or a red tie. You but... see, there are, there are two options here. Does Charlie's mum go through that many customers every day and she just says, on Christmas, you have to bring a present for my son. Or, or does she 
get every single present for her son by saying you don't pay on Christmas. You have to bring, bring a him gift for my son. Which included at one point just a banana and a basketball. And a pot of glue. <laughs> yeah. Which started Charlie's glue addiction, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, everyone, at every point in this, it's the scum, absolute scumbagness. Oh, actually, what is a very good point is when he's going for his old toys, Mac is going for his toys, and it gets out our version of, like, Bop oh, Hello, Simon. Hello, Simon. <laughs> And he goes, don't get lost in it, Charlie. I know what you're like. And he's like, boop, boop. And he, as soon as there's two beeps, he's like, oh, dude, it threw me a curveball. <laughs> it's like, it was blue and yellow, but I don't know which one it went. Well, which one lit up first? Well, it went blue, then yellow. Boop, boop. Oh, okay, you, you were lucky. And then there's the third one. Boop, okay, boop, boop. three colours just lit up, and I have no idea which three. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the way through, it is... So strong, and the best <laughs> you just reminds me of the the post the talking like the post traumatic stress of everything that they've gone through. Like I think Max starts getting angry about something, and Charlie's like, "No, that's because you're thinking of like you know that's it. His his resolve is we're gonna get this robot and we'll give it to the guy, yeah, rather than him take our old robot. We'll buy the brand new robot." When there's none left, he's like, we'll go in, we'll sneak and we'll steal one. Even though there's none left, he's like, we'll need, they've definitely got something, just done one, we will nick, go in and steal them. And Charlie goes, no, you just want to steal. It's a full cycle, dude. It's <laughs> from your mum and dad. You've got, you know, and it, you've got this, like, post-traumatic stress from it. Oh, it's like, oh, luckily, I don't have that. And then we have the greatest scene in the whole thing, which I'm pretty sure, according to Pete, who also is a part of Taught Nerdy to me, uh, that is... The first unbleeped F word in Always Sunny. Oh, is, is it? Santa? Did you fuck my mom? <laughs> Did you fuck my fucking mom? <laughs> it's the build up. It's like, did you fuck my it's, fucking it's mom? The bit where I, I apologize for the word I'm about to use. It is a quotation. But like, Santa yeah, just, just turns to Mac and goes, is he retarded? Yeah. It's okay, I got this. Yeah. What do you want for Christmas, boy? <laughs> Which makes you immediately go, oh my god, he's scum as well. Yeah. Everyone is he's scum. scum. In this. There's no, there is no straight man. So Charlie proceeds to bite his ear off or his oh, nose off. Or you can see him go like bite, bite him. And he goes, ah, he's biting me. And it, you know, it's almost like comedy. Like, oh, he's biting me. And he pulls him off. And it looks like something from a horror scene. Oh, no. His mouth is like a zombie covered in blood and there's bits of flesh. He's gripping his blood spurting out, he's on the floor, and then he's like trying to be pulled off, he's hitting him going, you like fucking my mom? And like, this kid's screaming everywhere, and Mark is panicking, and some woman like taps him on the back, and he goes, <laughs> karate chops him in the face. He's like, oh shit dude, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> that whole mall scene is, like the fact that's in a Christmas special. <laughs> a bit later on, he's like, we still got the shirt dude, the shirt is covered in blood. Santa's blood! <laughs> Oh, and then, yeah, all the rest of it is just them trying to make Christmas work. And you also get the famous scene with um, Danny DeVito, Frank, getting cut out of the, uh, the I sofa. I thought that was in this episode. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. So he, he they cut him into the sofa so that he can overhear what people think. Which is his idea. Yeah, which is his idea for a company he's not worked at in so long that nobody knows who he is anymore. Yeah, okay. So nobody has anything to say about him. But he's been in the sofa for so long that what he teaches he can't he breathe, can't he's breathe for some reason. See, I like to think that he's a Ventura stripped off in the couch. Yeah, it is. It is just that. And then <laughs> the whole episode are made for a Christmas special. Have they done a Christmas special before? No, that's the first one. That's pretty that's sure. Six anyway. seasons before they even attend. Also, I like the little detail of just for the opening credits. 
it's just them driving around the exact same places that they do, but at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, which is no matter how shit the lights are, they're like, yep, yeah, that'll do. That'll do, that's it, that's what it is. Well, that's the thing. We were watching something yesterday, and Always Sunny music came on it, and I was like, it's just because it's free use music. That's yeah. That's why, it's because you didn't have to pay to use it, that's the only reason they use it. <laughs> Um, it is this proper old school music. Oh no, it's it's such a good show, and that is again. That's when it was in its in its prime. It's had little dips in, now and then. There, now and I again. think the next season is going to be the best season yet because they've been doing the obviously podcast. They've been going back and watching all the old episodes and probably realizing and, like... and taking notes on the things that worked. And they've been saying recently, like this next season, they're having ideas that they think are re- going to be really, really good. Okay. Um, Funnily enough, they were talking about the chair, the sofa, well, the couch scene earlier yeah. where Danny DeVito climbs out the couch. And so apparently uh, Dennis and Dee had lines then but just couldn't think of them because they were just so stunned by... I don't I don't know if they knew he was going to be naked, naked or something like that, but like, everyone was just gasping. Uh, he falls out... Per- I mean, obviously there is editing, but he falls oh, out perfectly where you... So hot. It's hard. You don't see anything other than just his his horrible ass and his weird body walk away oh, oh it's so funny Danny DeVito um I don't know how you can se- oh so how you can segue from that into the, the next oh, one I'll find a way okay and now we've finished talking about all of the American holiday traditions okay what would you say is the British holiday special that is consistent that everybody knows about for a while it was Downton Abbey Downton Abbey would do Was a, it? Yeah, they would do a really good uh, holiday special for a while. Oh, well, not a holiday special, they would do a Christmas episode yeah. that was longer, came out on Christmas Day. Um, and I, they, they held the market for a while. But I, I would not say. Know that, Downton Abbey. Throughout my childhood, the biggest yeah. Christmas special yeah. was the Doctor Who Christmas special. Correct. Which Chris Chibnall tried to fuck with. Yeah. By moving it to New Year's. Yeah. And has unsucceeded because Russell T. Davis is moving it back to Christmas. Good. As it should be. <laughs> um, so, there's been quite a few. I think we can either talk about one or just what how Doctor Who do a Christmas special. Because they all have a very similar vein. Do they? They are always crammed into Christmas. Yes, that's a very... Well, and the yes, monster always has something to do with Christmas. Whether it's... They're wearing a Santa uniform. Where they're being yeah, attacked if we go through them. Tree. Well, the, the first one is David Tennant's, Tennant's first ever episode. Yeah, Eccleston didn't have to do a Christmas special. No, he's he, the only Doctor that didn't do one. I think. I probably, he wouldn't, maybe he probably wouldn't have done it himself. Um, so You have the spinning Christmas trees and these evil Santa. Uh, yeah, they, they're the pilot fish that have come from the Sycorax. Yes. Um, so that that's kind of the first one. They're playing Christmas music. They get attacked by a Christmas tree. Jackie Tyler has the great line, I'm going to get killed by a Christmas tree. <laughs> um, and then, that, it was a good episode. It was the yeah. first Christmas special. The next one, I'm pretty sure after that, um, is Donna Noble, where she appears in the... What, there wasn't a Christmas special with Martha? Um, that oh, no, Martha. sorry. Yeah, yeah because yeah, Rose leaves. Yes, yeah. So, which um, has a really good scene where I think... The doctor is chasing a car, the car with Donna in. Yeah. Oh, and, and the TARDIS is going down the motorway. Yeah, and, and following kids, the taxi. And there's a cool bit with the kids like looking at it and pointing, and the doctor's like, shh, and they're going yeah. past. And I thought that's pretty cool. I remember yeah. like, like younger being like, that's that's sick. And he's like landing on the cars, and they're all. No, th- that's yeah. So the spinning Christmas trees was the first one. This is the one with the Santas. That, that there were Santas in both of them. Oh, that they had guns or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously the the. Um, the culmination remember. of that one was the, it was the giant spider 
the arachnid um, that was in the basement. Oh no! Um, no, see, that's two. You're 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 mixing two up there. there no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is um, because Don, it's it's her wedding, and it turns out that the fellow she's marrying is helping the, the giant it's, it's oh, a giant spider it is. yeah yeah the, there's a giant star in the sky for no reason yeah and, and that's the, I think that's the, the ship first reference to Harold Saxon as yeah. well um, throughout it but obviously later on in season 4 they show that the doc, if Donna hadn't been there the doctor, doctor would have died, died that night right, um, because he would have been just a pure anger of, of he would have killed, yeah he was just trying to kill this thing so bad he didn't try and save himself yeah. um, the next one after that I think the voyage of the damned, which is yes, the one with Kyle well and Logan, yeah, um, which is the Titanic, yeah, in space, in space, which also gets referenced in the same episode, uh, uh, sorry, in the same season four episode later on because Donna gets sent out of the city, and then it and crashes, the, ti- the Titanic crashes through, and he's going, what? And you get the beautiful iconic scene of Leeds. I'm not going to Leeds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which we underutilised when we were in Leeds. Um, but, so that that's, I think that's the next one, and that's the last one with Tenant. David Tennant. It I is, think. that's that's from Tennant. After that, you got Matt Smith. Now, Matt Smith had some weird ones. Matt Smith did have some weird ones. Um, There's one where he goes to a planet called Christmas, isn't there? There is, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's where... Is that not Trenzalore? Mm. The planet called Christmas and the towns. Oh, is the town called Christmas on the planet? Oh, the town's called, that's the final one. So he yeah, goes to a town called Christmas on a planet called. On the I'm Trends pretty sure Lord. two. Yeah, both Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi regenerated on the their Christmas episode. Yeah, that's been a common one since Matt Smith. Yeah, um, because I that episode was good. Well, um, technically, no, I say it's a common one since Matt Smith. Tenants technically. Um, His first episode was, and he was still regenerating. He, re- he on regenerated that. on uh, at Christmas. It was oh yeah, it was set at Christmas. His hand was still regenerating. No, 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 no. So God, for people who don't watch Doctor Who, this is so painful. <laughs> no, there's the the bit where um, the episode is set at Christmas, where the Master has come back and the has turned the whole world into Masters. That is the Doctor's last episode. It is, I but it's a, it's a Christmas, Christmas, and the reason I remember it's a Christmas is because he keeps going around going, hungry, so hungry, and he like is eating these like, Christmas, I'm going to eat stuffing and pies and all like that, and then he starts oh, eating people. Yeah. I remember, it, it's, it's at Christmas, I've and I remember watching it, that. and my dad getting pissed off that it was on the telly. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> why are we watching this? And mum's going, let him watch. It's the one thing he wants to watch all day. He just wants to watch Doctor Who. Just let Doctor him, Who. Let him be. Um, um, so that's the... End of time. Yeah. Um, so Matt Smith, though. Yeah. He then he, his first Christmas episode. So season five didn't have a Christmas episode. Fair enough. Uh, season six is a Christmas Carol, which I'm pretty sure is the one with. It's just the it's um, just the tale of a Christmas Carol, but done through w- Doctor Who style. and has Michael Gambon in it. Yeah. For some reason, as as basically Scrooge. I didn't like this episode. I didn't like it. Lie. It's got weird, like, the sharks flying through the air. And I yeah. think there's even... It, it alludes to, like, Matt Smith shags Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, there's some weird stuff in it. Yeah, um, I didn't it's like It's weirdly that. highly rated on IMDb, actually. I did not like it. I didn't like it either. Um, then season seven, uh, the Christmas episode, is The Doctor, The Widow, and The Wardrobe. That's the one with the weird wooden creatures. Oh, is that a Christmas special? Yeah, Christmas special. Uh, it's Christmas Eve in 1930. Oh, it's got Alexander Armstrong in it as a... Uh, 
Alexander. Yeah, Alexander as Armstrong, Armstrong. Yeah, as a, a World War Two pilot. Oh, I remember this. I didn't like that one either. I feel like Matt Smith had the really bad Christmas episodes. He did episodes. have the worst Christmas episodes. Um, the next one is The Time of the Doctor. Uh, is that the one where... That's the one we just talked about, where he was he was on the in a town called Christmas. Yes, but the, there's one I'm missing, which is the one where he meets Clara, but she's not... Um, Clara. Oh, she it's it's. I think it might be midway through a season. It's midway through. That's why I'm getting confused. It's midway through Matt Smith's season because season seven has it's called the Snowmen. Season seven, yeah, is uh, for people who don't know. Stephen Moffat was writing the 50th anniversary special for Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. He was writing season three of Sherlock, and he was writing season seven of Doctor Who at the same time. And he just burnt out, in fairness. So season seven is split into two parts. The first half is with Amy and Rory. Mm. Then there's a Christmas episode where he meets Clara, but it's not Clara, yeah. in Victorian London. Which we learn why that... Which we learn why at the end of the season. This is a cool reason. Um, so that episode is called The Snowmen, which is okay. It's fine. Um, I remember no, I remember liking that because that's got the um, the what's his name in it's the, the great conscious. Oh, the, no, it's not called the great conscious. It's called the great intelligence. Oh, the great yeah, that's really good because it's a proper mystery as to who and why and Is how. it not the nesting conscious? No, it's a great it's a great intelligence. Um, the, the greatest intelligence because I because I feel like in DC they have a great intelligence as well, and I remember googling him. Oh, and he's played by um, yeah, um, Richard E. Grant. Richard isn't he? E. Grant does such a good job of playing him. Um, so the next Christmas episode after that is The Time of the Doctor, which is the, the Matt Smith's last episode. Yeah, which is where, heartbreaking. Yeah, it is heartbreaking. Um, fun fact, fun fact for you, if you're into your Doctor Who, the longest serving uh, assistant or companion of the Doctor, technically, is the Cyberman head. That's a very good point. If you actually. go canonically, yeah. it's uh, that's why he's so upset when it dies. Yeah. Because he's had that longer than any companion Banyan. he's ever had. That's weird, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, I remember reading that and going, oh, fuck, oh, I hate that. Yes. <laughs> that's good. Um, next, um, Peter Capaldi has um, the weird one with Nick uh, Frost as Santa. Where they're oh, not sure if they're away. It's like the alien. It's like alien. Oh, I like that one. Where they're a not lot. sure if they're uh, in a dream. Yeah, and not. then because Santa's there, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I like that because it's also the fact that it's, it's a kid's, it's technically a kid's show, and it's basically it's saying to kids. It's scary. Like. It's scary, and it's basically saying Santa doesn't exist. He's a, the doctor is saying this. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, that's a statement to make on the yeah. BBC. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of kids watching Doctor. I might rewatch that. I remember I really enjoyed that one. It's a good one. Um, then the next one is The Return of Doctor Mysterio. That's the comic book one. That one felt felt like... Forced. Forced. Like, oh, comic books are in. Let's write some... That's saved by the fact that it's the first... It's the only one with... Uh, what's his name as a sidekick? Uh, Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas was a great... I love Nardole. Nardole is hilarious. Um... Yeah, especially through Bill's season. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. I think Nardole's brilliant. Then the next Christmas episode, I'm pretty sure, is Peter Capaldi's last, which is the one set in World War One. Oh, that's fantastic. When he's oh, that's so... Capaldi actually had a really good set yeah, of solid Christmas set. Compared um, to his actual seasons, whereas the other way around, Smith. Yeah. Great seasons, dodgy Christmas episodes. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because it had not only obviously David Bradley came back to play William Hartnell's doctor, mm-hmm. uh, which was brilliant. Uh, it's the end of Bill because she's just been turned into a Cyberman yeah. in this previous episode. Mark Gattis is back, even though he's been in an episode previously. Oh, um, yeah, they've reused him there, haven't they? Well, Mark Gattis writes a lot of episodes as well. Yeah. Um. So anything he can do to be in it, he will do. So I think that was a really good one. That's a very good uh, episode. I think that is the last Christmas episode. So when did that come out? That came out um, season 11... 25th of December 2017. So there you go. You had about 11, maybe 10 or 11 years there of UK culture where we would have a, a Christmas, Doctor Who Christmas special. Yeah. And then Chibnall came along and went... January 1st. January 1st. Because <laughs> I remember him saying, because we've run out of stuff to do at Christmas. There's so, so many, so many stories you can do. And I let him have that. But after watching what he did with just regular seasons, I just think he's just got no imagination whatsoever. And yeah. Like, and Chibnall can honestly just rot away from Doctor Who. Well, I was looking forward to it because I thought, do you know what? I am sick and tired of the Christmas episode always being about Christmas and putting all the emphasis in making it a Christmas episode and never actually really making a good episode, Mm. if you get what I mean. So quite often there was a lot of emphasis put on the Christmas episodes. A doctor was regenerating in them or we were seeing a doctor for the first time in them. And quite often I would like to think that that would be a very good episode that I would like to go back and rewatch. But very few of the Christmas episodes are monumental Doctor Who episodes. I think it's better when Christmas is happening whilst the episode is, is there, but yeah. it's not the central point. Like Matt Smith's a good example of that. I've forgotten a Christmas episode. Okay. A Peter Capaldi one. Oh, which one? Uh, the one where Peter Capaldi's only episode with River Song. Yeah, oh, that's such a good episode. That's my favourite Christmas With Greg episode. Davies. Yes, as the he, king. As the king, the, the head of the king. Yeah, oh my God, that's that's brilliant. I remember the very end turns to even going, that was class. Well, there are three things that I love about this episode. Go on. Okay. Hit me. Okay, so the first one is we see the Doctor get to pretend that he's not the Doctor. Because River Song recognises yeah, every Doctor funny. except Peter Capaldi. She doesn't know that he's the Doctor. Because she, she doesn't realise that's going to be the last Doctor she... The second to last Doctor yeah. she sees. So she says to him, okay, you're in for a bit of a shock here before they go into the TARDIS thinking that he's not going to know. <laughs> yeah. And there's this beautiful shot where Capaldi almost turns to the camera and goes, finally, my turn. And does this brilliant yeah. monologue oh. about like... It's bigger on the my my grasp of thermodynamics and physics has completely changed for me. It's, <laughs> it's brilliant. The second thing is River Song does the brilliant um, monologue about how the doc she loves the Doctor, but the Doctor doesn't love her, and she's not surprised by that. When you admire a sunset, you don't expect it to admire you back. That's like loving the Doctor. It's like loving a sun sunset. Um, and then she turns around and Peter Capaldi's giving her the eye. Yeah. She realises, oh, you bastard. And they have this little beautiful moment where he says, hello, sweetie. And she realises that it's him. And then they're, they're, they're having this little back and forth of, oh, where are the exits and stuff like that. And she, she has the great line. And she goes, I'm an archaeologist from the future. I dug you up to the fella <laughs> that she's having an argument with. Uh, the last thing is River Song says to... the. 10th Doctor in season four. Mm-hmm. He showed up on my doorstep with a brand new haircut. 
and Peter Capaldi has a new haircut in that episode. Yeah. He's had long hair the whole, the whole thing and he's cut his hair short for that episode. And then it's, um, I just like that, that it finally closes the yeah. circle that has been laid far, like so many seasons ago. It was perfect because it was laid by Stephen Moffat before he was even showrunner. Mm. And it's one of his last acts as, as proper showrunner was to finish off the, um, the song. Which I thought was really nice. I'm sure you can go on YouTube, you know, and I think someone's put all of River Song scenes in her order. See, that's good. I like so that. So you can watch it from her perspective. It, by the way, just a little plug here. If you go on the website, www.talknerdy.uk, I wrote a blog a couple of years ago when they when they finally stopped doing the Christmas episodes, when Chibnall decided to do that, rating all of these episodes. So we've just done it now to a degree, but if you want a more detailed rundown a bit of reminder go on there you can read them about it all but yeah that is a big one that was a very good one to bring i know doctor who um but i think that overall point that i was making before was i was wanting them to to do actually good episodes because if i if if you and me were to make a list of top 10 doctor who episodes Mm. very few of them would be the christmas episodes true but unfortunately if we were to make a list of top 10 most important doctor who episodes they would be christmas they would have to be christmas episodes very good point uh, so I would like I when Chris Chibnall came in, I thought that it was going to be okay. We're not stuck having to make it about Christmas. There's fuck all about New Year's. Just a big explosion at the end. That'll be fine. Yeah, like at midnight. That's all you have to really do. And then he, well, he Chibnalled it. He Chibnalled it. He Chibnalled it up. Um, we can't talk anymore about this. No, no, we for other reasons. But one major one is we have just talked a lot about it. Yes. Um, was there anything else? I feel like there was. I've. I didn't get to rewatch it, but I did. I remember I said to you, Batman. Uh, yes, I, I've watched it, but I didn't rewatch it. It's been a little while since I watched it. It's been a couple of years. But to get the synopsis of it for it, it might jog my memory. It's called Christmas with the Joker, if I remember. It's from Batman the Animated Series. I do remember I think watching it. the first one. I think Joker takes over TV in Gotham. And it's mostly you're watching his show. You're not really watching Batman track. Yeah, Joker escapes Arkham Asylum and challenges Batman to find him and three kidnapped citizens before midnight. But the general idea is that it's a Joker holiday special yeah. that he's forcing you to watch while Batman solves his crimes. And um, I, I'm pretty sure it gets a little... I feel like it gets a little dark at the end. I might be misremembering, so sorry if someone screams now and goes, no, that's not how it ends. But I feel like it ends with him being held over something like lava or acid that he's held out for these hostages and he's tried to knock Batman in multiple times and Batman kind of gets to a point where he's got in control and he could drop him and he's begging and going, please, you wouldn't do it, you wouldn't, not on Christmas, yes. not doing like that. And Batman obviously pulls him up and he's like, thank you, Beth. Yes. <laughs> on Christmas, I feel, I vaguely remember that, but it's, it's, a, good, it's a good premise of a, a good way to write how do we do a holiday special? Well, Batman can't be jolly. He can't decide to find the spirit of Christmas because it's not like he can make it about family. Yeah. Orc. Um, <laughs> what if the Joker did it all? Well, how do we have the Joker? And it's literally because you're watching it on... It's like your telly is Gotham's telly. Yeah. You're in Gotham right now and you're seeing what everyone else in Gotham can see. And it's very Jack Nicholson, Batman 89. Yeah, it's very Where he's got, he's got this mad Christmas jumper on. He's doing some things on telly he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And I just remember both as a kid and then re-watching it thinking, this is cracking. This yeah, is it, just, is, it is good. 
is just it was that's another good episode. Just Batman the animated series is just fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, I want to do like something about Batman the animated series with you. Well, if you like, want to do a watch through, I've got them all. I've actually got them all. I've got them all on Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, um, we should do like some kind of like watch through Boogaloo. Oh I, yeah. Yeah, I, if, I think there's three seasons. Three seasons, and then you've got the weird fourth season. I think. Yeah, that's not really. I don't think it was made by the same. They they just decided to completely change up the animation style. The yeah, complete... and the animation style is what made it. it yeah, like, it's, it's all I... done on black paper. I it's... need to I need to re-listen. I used to listen to a podcast about the animated series, and I stopped because what was a little bit annoying is you'd meet someone every time. Kevin Conroy was on it a few times. Rest uh, in peace. Rest in peace. But what got a little bit annoying by about the. 25th episode of his podcast was we were kind of just touching the same points of each person yeah. talk about the animation style talk about the script talk about how you got into it and it, you get some nuggets in each one but I was go- I began to you know go drift out yeah but there was a reason there was a really good reason why they changed it and I fucking can't remember it so if you know emails I don't know if you get a gmail or come to save me going back but if not I'm going to go back and find out um, did we put anything else down? That's the end of the list. That is the end. Of... God, well, I feel like you know which one had the biggest impact on us. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. It's not like the other ones. It's not like there's been other ones that haven't. Like I feel like The Simpsons do a Christmas special. I feel like there's plenty of shows that do Christmas specials every year, but to us, by the sounds of it, Doctor, Doctor Who, Who is the most resonant one. By the way, I've just remembered I rewatched. Um, another Bob's Burgers Christmas special this morning um, you would fucking hate it oh really <laughs> oh because you've not met Gail Gail is Lynn's sister so his sister-in-law right I was screaming at the telly oh no I was getting annoyed at Gail because of what she was doing to Bob so if I did that to me <laughs> you'd be like toes curling <laughs> oh it's terrible oh, I, I couldn't stand it watching it I, I think I put in our group chat I've just watched one episode of Bob's, Bob's Burgers and if I had to live as Bob for the length of one episode I would commit suicide <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we hope you enjoyed this let us know what holiday specials you enjoy so we can maybe touch on them in the future maybe you should do this something like this every year or we'll try and recast our memories back to think of other holiday specials well, but I'd, I'd like to do um a halloween one obviously simpsons have kind of the market on the halloween special yeah i think like but, simpsons um, and one one. quite a few others and then obviously we don't celebrate thanksgiving in this country but a lot of american sitcoms have the thanksgiving episode um so there's lots of things that we could do if if, uh, if you're interested in any of them you know what i am gonna give, i am gonna give one shout out because i feel like Bibby himself would get annoyed if I didn't mention this, but you know who was the king of Christmas specials before Doctor Who? And we're going back to pre when you were born, Mr. Bean. I don't really remember a Mr. Bean Mr. Christmas special. Mr. Bean, I used to watch them, and I love Mr. Bean as well. There's a distinct one where he ends up being left alone with a nativity scene in Harrods. He goes to Harrods, he's shopping, and he walks past a nativity scene. And it's so clever how it happens. He just sees it and he goes like, hello, hello, like he would do. Yeah. And the camera slowly is panning to this nativity scene. So it goes from him just messing about. So all of a sudden, this is the show. And it just gets more and more bizarre. Because he's obviously finding other things to yeah. introduce. 
I'll find it and send it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I do. I remember just laughing my ass off of it. But, yeah, Mr. Bean, little shout-out for you there. And if you're American and gone, Mr. Bean, Doctor Who, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> <laughs> Delve into our culture. It's very weird. I'll go one deeper. If you were to ask my dad what the Christmas special of his childhood is, he would say Morecambe and Wise Christmas special. Yes, Morecambe and Wise is a big thing over here. I still watch that. Oh, I love what Morecambe and Wise. You're... Uh, it's, it, I think Americans might know the, the breakfast routine, you know, where they're throwing the... Um... The Americans should, because a lot of Americans ended up on it. A lot of American celebrities ended up on it back in the day. But oh, yeah. Whether they would have seen it over the... But their, uh, the Christmas specials of Morecambe and Wise were... The specials. Were they, yeah, everybody watched those. Yeah, so maybe we'll touch on a bit more of that in the future. But, yeah, I hope we've enjoyed this episode. We hope we enjoy Christmas. Um, please, for our Christmas present... Just give us a little rating. Rate us five stars. Share the podcast about. Tell people about it. Really helps the podcast. We really hope you've enjoyed this. And we look forward to the new year where there's tons of new stuff coming. And if you have listened to the previous podcasts, we are just going to go back to a very old format for the new year. We're going to stop doing so many spoiler reviews and just do discussions like this because it's it's just impossible to keep up. If you want to know why, go back and listen. So, yeah, uh, I've been Jay. I've been Hagrid. And we've been festively talking nerdy. Keep talking nerdy! Every year is the same, so nobody is to blame if this Christmas is the worst. Draw a blank, break the bank, hands off the catch of that, the choir on their tempers. What's the point? From the sound of it in a dark room Don't make a fan excuse It's just your spirit's out of you If you must for a glass of the stuff that makes you pass But you're kind of joining in All the things what it takes to make this never day a break It's just getting under your skin What's the point in Being the misery that you know will come out and find you from the sound of it in a dark room We'll dress you up like a Norway spruce Turn up the pokes and make you cut loose The best gift that you can give me Is stop being so damn angry Don't make a bad excuse It's just your spirit's out of you Stop tearing down the mistletoe Yeah, it's like really jamming with it.
even know this song.